This is the Oanda Podcast. This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the globe. And I'm delighted to say today I'm talking to Ed Moyer in New York. Good afternoon from London, Ed. How are you doing? It's a cloudy day in New York City, but the weekend is nearing. So uh, I think things are feeling a little bit upbeat here. We love the weekend. If you're going to give us a weather forecast from New York, I'm going to give you one from London. And it is mild for the time of the year. And it's a very pleasant day today. It's my birthday weekend, and at least it will be sunny. When is the actual day? Or maybe perhaps you shouldn't say it for reasons of password control. Oh, yes. Um, on all social media platforms, they have all wrong birthdays, even though that probably just gave a big tip to the hackers. But uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So you're 29 again. Yes, forever 29. I think I'm still about 28 in my head. Let's start with cryptocurrency, and in particular, Litecoin which on Monday surged by more than 35% when rumours surfaced in the form of a press release announcing the retail giant Walmart's partnership with the asset. And learning of this, both the Litecoin Foundation and Walmart came out with statements debunking the rumours, clarifying that the news in the press release were actually fake. So somebody's made a lot of money in a very, very quick amount of time because then, of course, the cryptocurrency then just plummeted in value from that uh, rise of 35%. As we speak, it now stands in 14th place in terms of market cap. So that's what you call a roller coaster week for Litecoin. Very much so. And, and Litecoin was one of those cryptocurrencies that has been on traders' radars, but it's sort of lost momentum. It was it never really uh, became a dominant player. It was uh, many anticipated that it would um, really uh, thrive in the uh, transaction space, in uh, in 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 growth. Um, you know, it, it just really kind of you know fell out of the limelight. And this was a perfect opportunity for uh, malicious players to uh, take advantage of uh, of you know th this easily you know timed uh, crypto volatility. Um, I, I I think the timing of the the press release. The fake press release um, clearly is is likely to um, have been um, fully uh, taken advantage of, and, and what makes this such an easy trade for for um, for the people behind this is that they knew that this story was going to get refuted. So um, on leveraged platforms, uh, they were able to probably ride this up and then easily ride it back down because there was no reason why Litecoin would maintain any of the gains from the initial surge. So um, I, I think it shows you that a lot of mistakes happened. Um, uh, Walmart, Litecoin, they were a little slow in refuting it. They did within about an hour or so, but uh, it, it should have been a lot faster. Uh, Litecoin messed up and uh, some official Twitter accounts uh, retweeted the story, which gave it credibility. And, and I think it shows you that where you see opportunity, where you have um, uh, financial instruments that are are likely to have strong momentum uh, trades, uh, you know th this space is is going to you know easily um, have uh, reactions like this on and on any you know 
headline release that you know suggests uh, there's a major breakthrough of adoption in corporate America. Um, you know, just remember, uh, not too long ago we had Amazon that was reportedly ready to accept crypto as payment, and and then we saw that story quickly refuted. So the Walmart story seemed plausible, um, and uh, I, I think right now, you know, there is just this anxiousness that you're going to see other companies um, really uh, kind of jump on the, the crypto bandwagon. But uh, this story, it just really, it, it's negative on, on so many fronts. But I think uh, um, what, what, what it probably did is, is really crushed a lot of retail traders that thought this was the story that was going to um, uh, make Litecoin a dominant player. And you probably had a lot of traders that bought at that high. And uh, I think that will probably uh, leave a very bad taste for, for some of the, the retail traders that try to take advantage of that news. Yeah, it just shows you how careful you have to be when you read these things. Rumors spread very, very quickly. And suddenly you think you can make a quick buck, but then you can end up losing a lot of dough. Very much so. And you know what really hurt the story? journalism uh we we had bloomberg we had reuters we had cnbc run with the story they had really they had you know their, their their staff was quick what was the timeline between this happening and the press release announcing that it was fake uh, typically with the wires uh so with with uh bloomberg and reuters they once a story breaks uh they they typically have a very quick few lines on the story um but on in this age of social media you know uh, a thousand retweets later uh and as you're looking for more clarity on the story and and uh, as as people contact walmart and litecoin directly to, for more details on the partnership uh you know that then then uh, it, it quickly becomes known that oh this is this is not a true story so within that hour uh you you had um those publications um this kind of spread the news it was uh, already being talked on the te television shows um and, and like some 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 sites though like uh, the wall street journal they they withheld um they they withheld um going um with that story they wanted more confirmation and uh, i think it, it it shows you that uh you need to be careful um anything crypto um and i think you're probably going to see that this is probably not going to be the last time we hear this there are still a lot of emerging uh, uh, cryptocurrencies that have small market caps. I mean, when you consider the size of Litecoin, it is roughly, um, it was almost a third of the size of Dogecoin, which <laughs> um, it, it really kind of exemplifies the point that this if you're going to see them, if you're if you're going to you know take advantage of, uh, of a, a fake headline, uh, you know choosing a smaller market cap coin is is really uh, going to probably yield the the the, the biggest uh, percentage move. So um, it, it, I think you're you're probably going to see a lot of investors they're they're going to um, be very a little, little bit more cautious on this, and uh, I think you're 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 uh, going to see more traders. I think continue to place more bets across a handful of cryptocurrencies as we're we're starting to see um there's uh there's still 
room for more blockchain technologies to thrive, more ledgers to garner more attention, and uh, I think that's that's one thing that you're you're probably going to see uh, um, continue to uh, help drive growth for the the whole cryptoverse. But right now. We're still in the early stages, and uh, a lot of these coins are are still struggling. Uh, Solana was kind of the the Ethereum killer. That one had a massive outage. It was down for I think 17 hours, and uh, a lot of these coins are not they they are centralized. And I think uh, you're you're going to probably see the space still needs to grow. There's going to be much more money coming into these cur- cryptocurrencies to help them. Uh, grow their technologies and uh, infrastructure, but uh, no, the space is there. There's a, uh, it's, it's, we're in the early stages, and uh, I think uh, um, it, it's an exciting time. But um, unfortunately, you, you you're going to have to be very careful with um, if you're trading off of news, uh, making sure the, the the headlines are legit. And at the same time, Ed, as this news about Litecoin happened, we heard apparently China is ramping up its hunt for illegal cryptocurrency miners who are trying to disguise their operations as research institutions and data centers. This, according to a report, I think originally it was from Bloomberg, which said that authorities in several provinces have conducted more intense inspections of colleges, research labs, data centers, and other potential sites that could be hiding crypto mines so the chinese government has uh, framed its ongoing crackdown on crypto as an effort to reduce the country's carbon emissions the recent escalation is in part due to those concerns about power supplies ahead of cold winter weather according to the report so there's a huge amount going on there what do you understand from this news from china well, well china has been very clear in in letting the whole financial community know they are getting rid of cryptocurrencies. They they are uh, completely supporting their digital yuan, and you're going to see that is going to be uh, the coin that is going to be used in the Chinese economy. Um, now, you you have many miners that made their livelihoods off of of, of you know just basically uh, uh, putting all their operations behind Bitcoin and some of the larger uh, crypto players and 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 you're 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 seeing that there has been obviously a lot of that mining has left China there was still some that's been trying to kind of keep the party going on and keep uh, making money um, by you know hiding their their how they continue to operate and and I think this is this is really part of a, a, a wide crackdown that is happening, not just on cryptos, but across several other key sectors. And uh, I think right now, um, investors know that you know, you know, China is is uh, is is going to eventually get all crypto mining out outside of it, uh, and and you're probably going to see that. Uh, Investors are, are really going to take a take a good look at as far as you know how far is uh, Beijing going to go with with um, all this regulatory crackdowns. Um, you know, this week um, you know the, the mining story was one, but then also um, we had the developments with Macau and, and uh, a lot of the the, the crackdowns uh, happening um, 
in in that arena um i think uh you know a lot of people are focused on the crypto mining but you know we we, we also saw china come down on uh after school education uh on on video games uh and now it's on to uh casinos as well and and i think that uh this is uh, complicating, um, um, you know, a, a lot of people's outlooks as far as uh, you know investing in China. So, so I think for, for a lot of a lot of people, uh, you know, China's kind of becoming uh, um, an area that uh, you know, if you're a foreign investor, you're 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 becoming very skeptical as far as you know how far is their regulatory reach going to go. So um, I think, uh, you know, China getting rid of uh, uh, crypto mining is probably good news um, for the crypto space because it, you have to remember a few years ago, over 70% of the mining was done out of China. So Bitcoin, in essence, was centralized <laughs> in China. So now uh, you're, you're continuing to see it spread across the rest of the world. So I think uh, um, this story um, is, is important, but I think it just kind of keeps the... The longer-term um, bullish thesis intact for for crypto growth. It's very tough on some investors, though, isn't it, Ed? Who are going into the cryptocurrency market for the first time? There are some fortunes to be made and lost. It's almost like the gold rush, isn't it? Way back when. Oh, very much so. And and I think what's you know really complicating uh, for a new trader or investor if you want to call them that, um, there is no, you know, sound way or strategy of, of going about buying cryptos. Now, um, you, you have a lot of people that believe, but just buy and hold, um, just wait, you know, and a lot of people still anticipate that Bitcoin is going to significantly appreciate from these current levels. Um, a lot of people are still very optimistic that, you know, Bitcoin will go to 75,000 eventually and, and there, there's this uh, debate whether or not it hits a hundred thousand um, by the end of the uh, by the end of the next twelve months. Um, I, I think I think there's there's a I think a harsh reality that um, and, and a lot of traders I think already come to this conclusion that it's going to be very hard for Bitcoin to to continue that that pace. Um, so that's why you've seen a lot of traders kind of go into these other coins. Uh, Ethereum became a quick, you know, favorite, and Ethereum, you know, for, as far as performance year to date, it's it's crushing it. It's up over three hundred seventy percent. Bitcoin's only up sixty percent. Uh, so, uh, in you know, market cap size, you know, Ethereum is half the size, but you know, it's only thirty four hundred dollars. So, uh, you you see a lot of investors. They're saying like, well, if Bitcoin can only double, if Ethereum can triple. They're they're going to invest more in Ethereum, uh, and then uh, you have other you know uh, I think opportunities that are unfolding because there's a lot of things that are great about Ethereum, but the fees, the speed, uh, and that's why you're seeing these other coins that are really starting to to gain some momentum like Cardano and Solana, uh, but they're going to have growing pains, and uh, you know there's there's a you know whether you're following smart contracts or proof of stake, proof of work, what, what, whatever you have, and whatever your preference is as far as thinking this is the tech, this is you know going to provide the best um, opportunity for um, growth in whether it's NFTs or or, or um, some other um, form of blockchain use. So you're 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 going to see that uh, 
uh, it will remain extremely volatile. I mean, you, you're typically seeing, with the exception of the stable coins, uh, you know, you know, five, twenty percent swings in, in given weeks, and sometimes in given days. So, so I think uh, you know the the overall approach is, you know, this is not like stocks where, you know, you could say, well, just buy dividend yielding uh, equities and uh, hold on to, you know, for you know, the next five years. You know, with cryptos, you. You know, you don't know exactly how the regulatory atmosphere is going to be and whether or not we see an extreme consolidation. And uh, when one platform becomes the uh, preferred one, uh, you know, that, that could be, you know, extremely bad news. So, I mean, there, there are risks, extreme risks uh, with the volatility, but I think a lot of investors are still um, um, confident that these are the early days for cryptos. I mean, uh, uh, Bitcoin is not even a teenager, so um, you're, you're going to probably see, uh, I think, a lot of um, uh, interest still come into the space. And uh, I, I think, uh, you know, just allocating a low single digit percentage of your total trading portfolio to cryptos, that is something that where most people would probably feel comfortable if things did go the wrong way. Uh, and whether that's from poor poor uh, choice on cryptos or whether uh, hacking or, or uh, nefarious players, um, you, 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 you won't feel bad if, if you lost a low single digit uh, percentage of your trading portfolio. So I think you're, you're going to still see a lot of investors have that cautious approach. Some people, though, are going, you know, all in and, and that is, uh, you know, very extremely risky. Okay, very interesting, Ed. And we'll obviously talk more about this uh many many times ahead i want to talk to you about the days ahead we have in the next week or so and what stands out for you in terms of the news that you're expecting to come out of markets around the world next week is is a busy week and uh i think um, one of the reasons why i think we were so crypto focused this week is because everyone is in wait and see mode for central bank decisions um uh, the the main event um, is is going to be undoubtedly the the, the Fed. Uh, the Fed is uh, once again at another meeting, and uh, I think uh, this is the meeting where they set up the November taper. Um, <laughs> there is uh, I think a lot of people that, um, given some of the the stronger than expected data we've seen with retail sales, um, I think uh, there has been um, some steady data as far as the sentiment for uh, the consumer. I think uh, inflation expectations have somewhat leveled off. Um, and and you're, you're probably going to see that, you know, the September 22nd policy decision by the Fed is is going to uh, queue up that November 3rd taper announcement. And uh, I think uh, everyone's going to be trying to get more clarity as far as how quickly can the Fed taper uh, and uh, exactly looking at those dot plots, um, will we see um, some more uh, rate hike expectations for the end of next year? Um, right now, the expectations are Fed to taper. Uh, the consensus uh, is uh, by economists is that the Fed will announce it in November, started in January, and that first rate hike will likely be at some point early 2023. Uh, so uh, Fed, Fed is going to uh, really uh, steal a lot of attraction. Um, 
a close second, uh, and uh, I, I wish we had more time for the podcast. I mean, UK inflation almost hitting a decade high. Very important, too, uh, the BOE. Uh, I think um, no changes are expected. The bank rate, the corporate bond target, yield purchase target, they're going to stay the same. But I think you're going to see them, they're expected to kind of tone down that hawkish rhetoric. And uh, uh, that's kind of um, where we're, we're at with the, the BOE. Interest rate hike expectations have been slowly improving. So now I think some people anticipating two rate hikes next year. Um, there are so many more rate decisions uh uh, the Norway, the Norges, uh, central bank, they're, they're going to possibly show that they're ready to begin their tightening cycle. Uh, South African, the central bank, uh, is going to, um, they're going to keep, uh, rates steady. A uh, lot, a lot of, lot of, uh, on hold, um, decisions, SNB, the Turkish central bank, uh, they're not going to be doing anything. Uh, the BOJ, um, I, can't believe that one slipped. Uh, they're they're going to keep their uh, balance rate and ten-year target unchanged, and I think they might lower their outlook. So that that will be very Im- important to follow. So uh, heavy on the uh, central bank side, German EFO release is also uh, important, um, and uh, I think the the for for a lot of those crypto. Uh, watchers, you're going to probably see the, the the Fed if it doesn't happen over the weekend. Uh, they're going to release their paper on digital currencies, uh, central bank digital currencies. Uh, that they said they were going to do early September, and uh, I, I think um, we're almost be, be we're beyond that. So uh, that should be coming out anytime soon, and uh, that will be very important for sentiment uh, on the crypto space. Uh, regulation is is really. I think the the biggest hurdle for cryptos right now. So once you get beyond that, then you could see I think more normal flows into that space. So a very busy week, and uh, be looking forward to recapping it with you next week. Excellent stuff. Have a great birthday weekend, and we'll speak to you again a week from now. Thank you. You too. This is the Oanda Podcast.